Let's face it. As consumers, we don't know what we don't know. Finances are an intricate puzzle. If you miss even one small piece, it can make a big difference and become out of focus. Welcome to Your Finances, Know You Can, with Wesley Forster, President and Senior Financial Strategist at HSI Financial Group. In this podcast, Wes and his dedicated team of financial professionals provide the guidance you need to build your ideal financial lifestyle and reach your goals. Stop flushing money down the drain and losing it needlessly and unnecessarily. Join in as Wes empowers you to arrive at your destination and swap uncertainty for confidence and choose where you want to go. Now, on to the show. You work, you invest, you plan. What about that plan? What about those investments? Wes Forster is the host of this podcast, and he is a licensed pilot, and he has a great analogy for this. Listen up. Your investments are the fuel for your trip, but your financial plan is your flight plan. And without that, you don't know how much fuel or investments you're going to need. I'm Patrice Sikora. Now, Wes, you've got the fuel. You need the plan. How do you know you have an advisor, we'll call him the pilot in this case, who can create that flight plan for you, one you find simpatico with? How do you do it? How do you know? To me, the warning sign is, and we see this too often, the warning sign is, is are they just gathering assets? And I'm speaking about you're being cautious. You're going to select a planner. And are they just gathering assets? And they want to invest your money. And like I said, in the last session that we did, then they go into witness protection. You never see them or hear of them again. And that's not good for everyone. And it's some of them, that's maybe what you're looking for. You just want somebody to take care of your investments for you. But if you're concerned about missing out on things, you mm-hmm. need a plan. And what we talked about in terms of missing out, as far as the plan's concerned, we don't do your investments first and then do the plan. So going back to the analogy, the pilot doesn't go ahead and jump on the airplane and start flying and then decide to do a plan. It's a little too late. You can't pull over and get gas. You can't fuel up the airplane if it runs out of fuel. So that'd just be silly. Uh, <laughs> you wouldn't think it. Unfortunately, the truth be known though, that, that some pilots actually do that, that in, in general aviation, that's a bad idea. If I'm concerned about this at all, which I should be, because I don't like we talked about before, we don't want to flush money down the toilet. We don't want to lose money needlessly and unnecessarily. And hopefully we can get into talking a little bit about returns here too, what people chase. You've got to start with the plan first. What do I need? If I don't know what I need, geez, I don't know. If I, when am I going to get there? I might be there and I don't even know it. I have, might have more than enough. This means when can I retire? Now the plan is going to tell you those things. So you, you set your goals, but it's not a, a narrow, just focused on one thing plan. It's focused on your short-term goals, your your mid-term goals, your long-term goals. You got to live in between your savings program or your investing program too. So that's what the plan is going to help you to determine. Then you move on to the investment itself, but that's how you determine is, is this person that you're working with, are they actually doing a plan for you? Are they giving you a lip service? How, how can I identify that? Well, that's how you identify it. You, you should have a plan in your hand, written detail, and it describes your goals, what your, what your aspirations are, where you want to be, where you want to go. And then you go through it thoroughly, like looking at the blueprint for your house. When you're building your house, you go through it before you start building it and see, I like where that is. I like where that is. It's your plan. Okay. 
So if they made a mistake, just correct the mistake. Doesn't it? It's not something that they should be presenting that's supposed to channel you into a certain direction. It's the direction you want to go in. Just like that trip, that flight plan, where do, where do you want to go? You want to go to Mexico. You don't want to end up in Florida. Okay. <laughs> well, what uh, if you feel uncomfortable? You get this, maybe you do get a plan. Let's, I'm mm-hmm. assuming that you do. Mm-hmm. But what if you look at it and you say, this isn't what I had in mind. Can you say that to your advisor? I sure hope so. Because if you can't, then you got the wrong advisor. This isn't maybe misunderstood something that we were trying to translate for you. Here's what we want to do. My family, my, my spouse and myself. This is what we want to do. This is our goal. This is where we want to end up. This is how we want to be there. And this is what it should look like. And that's what it should, the plan should come back. Look, But there, it, certainly there's going to be minor tweaks here and there. And it's going to change over time. And nothing is, the plan isn't drafted today. And now that's going to be good for 20 years. Things are going to change. And that's why you need to be tracking it every year. Look at the progress of it. How's it working out? But yeah, most definitely you should be able to see that planner. Or you need to be comfortable having those conversations that you're not going to be embarrassed uh, by asking that question or, or making that comment or that statement. And if you think it's going sideways, you got to get, you got to leave right then and there. You got to be comfortable with that as well. That's something uh, we need to talk about later on. Like, how do you do that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, what we open with is, first of all, it's not just us or you choosing us, it's us choosing you. But at the onset, when you sit down with us, we're face to face, toe to toe, the first thing I'm going to say to you is, is that you need to be comfortable with that person that you're sitting across the desk from. If you're not, you should be leaving. Okay. It's a relationship and there's lots of planners out there. What if it's your brother-in-law? Yeah. You know? <laughs> what if it's your brother-in-law and you say, no, no, this is not good. Yeah. Well, and, and, you know, I'll tell you what, we deal with that one all the time and it just, I, I gotta say, I gotta shake my head. I'm concerned about it. Sometimes those work out. There's no doubt that the brother-in-law is a very good planner, but still, you still got to have that audit. You, you have to have some form of an audit. Are they doing everything for you? If you have that feeling that you're missing something, what should you do with it? How do you check it? Where's the checks and balances? I would suggest that you go out and you interview a few more financial planners and get their opinion on it. And uh, as I said before, and in my book, what I write in there is give the book to the planners that you just ask them if, if, if you're going to do all these things for us. You look at that book, it's a checklist. That's your audit, if you will, chain to determine whether or not are we getting all these things. But even after you do that audit change, you still got this feeling that something's missing. I don't know if we caught everything. And then in, in, in that book that I've written certainly doesn't cover everything that we do. It's just a, a precursor, a short checklist. Are you getting these things? Is your planner doing these things for you? All the things in the plan are connected. So you can't leave something out and say that you have a plan. Okay. It's, it's just, it's not the case. It's again, going back to the blueprint for the house, you can't miss the roof in the plan. Okay. It's uh, kind of important to keep the rain out. So I agree. How do I deal with that situation? And I feel bad for people to get themselves into that situation in the first place. Then how do you get out of it? And I'm dealing with one gentleman. Yeah, this goes back about a year and a half, two years ago, two and a half years ago, exact situation. He's got his, he got two planners, his brother-in-law, and he's got uh, a friend of his from, I want to say it was from a university or something. Oh, fantastic. And, yeah, 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 yeah. And he doesn't want to, he, first he says to me, Wes, we want to move everything over to you. We're all good with that. Then he comes back to me and says, well, we can't move this and we can't move that. And I said, well, okay, that, uh, what's the problem? He said, 
well, I was taking care of that. I was taking care of that. And we just don't want to hurt their feelings. And I said, okay, well, I, I kind of understand, but I kind of don't understand because when it comes time for you to tap into that, what they've done for you, and you find out that you're missing an awful lot, who's going to make up for that? And how are you going to have that conversation? And it could be substantial money. You've already been with them for a great deal of time and they haven't performed. And I'm talking about the investments, but they also haven't done a plan for you. So you essentially, again, you're, you're flushing money down the toilet. Like who's going to compensate you for that? And, and two, you don't know exactly how much you have missed out on. It could be a lot. It could be. And this is on a go forward basis. You're going to continue to be flushing that money down the toilet. I just, I say, and again, with friends, the one that I laugh about the most is that, that the person wasn't a friend of theirs before they met them as their planner. Now they're a friend of theirs and, but they're afraid they don't want to ruin that friendship. And I'm thinking if it's that good of a friendship, it's not going anywhere because you moved your business someplace else. But that's the way I think it might be the way Therese thinks, but unfortunately that's why not the way a great deal of the consumers think, unfortunately. And so they're victims. And, and what do you tell someone who comes to you and says, oh, my, my advisor is great. He walks on water. He's been fantastic. I want to talk to you, but uh, there's, you, know, you can't meet what he does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a common one. That's a common one that comes up regularly. Yeah, he takes care of everything. He's done everything for me. But what I will say to people is, listen, I, I don't care how much you like that person. And, and he might be a very, or she may be a very likable person. They're good people. They don't mean harm or anything. But I can just about assure you, in most cases, that we will share with you things that they never even thought of mm. that will put money into your pocket. Now, do you want to explore that a little further? Because there's no extra charge for that. And they can do the same thing. But oftentimes what happens is in a situation like that, the person sees the light and they go, okay, yeah, I think we do have to make a move. Then I also have to coach them because here's what's going to happen. You're going to go back to that person and you're going to say, okay, you know, I feel bad about this, but we're doing it because it's important to my family and my family's financial future. So we're going to move everything over to this firm at HSI financial group because they're doing all these other things for us and, and so on. And then the, what they're going to come back and say, well, we can do that here too. And probably they can, but I'd say to them, so then your next, that your response to that is then why haven't you been? Why haven't you been doing that all along? You see there at HSI, what they're going to do is they're going to do all these things right at the onset. They're not going to do it after the fact. They're doing it right away. They've done a comprehensive plan for us. They've gone through this comprehensive checklist that they use. We feel very comfortable that we're not missing out on anything. And right now it appears that we've been missing out on things. Hmm. So uh, that's one way to deal with it. Other people, they're a little more harsh and they'll just say goodbye and see you later. Might be the right way. I can't, I'm not the judge of that. Like I say, I just feel bad that you're in that situation. But oftentimes I say, who's, who really is the victim here? There are certainly people that get into situations that they had no idea. But you know what? There's enough information out there now. And people are always talking about researching things. When you research things, make sure you're talking to people that know what they're talking about. Not just a confirmation that affirming your suspicions. And but you want them to agree with you. Okay. That's not what you're looking for. And I often say to folks, if that's what you're looking for is for me to agree with you on something that I know that's not right, you come to the wrong place. If you're looking for somebody that's going to do a job for you and make sure that you're not missing out on anything, 
government benefits, tax breaks, exemptions, credits, whatever the case may be, your estate plan is neat and tidy and you're really feeling good about that. If that's what you're looking for, then you've come to the right place. That's what we're going to do for you. You mentioned returns earlier. Mm -hmm. Are returns all that matter? Yeah. I'll tell you, especially when you're starting out, certainly returns matter. There's no doubt about that. But here's the problem is that if you're chasing returns because you don't know where you're going to go, if you don't know where you are going, you don't know how much you need in terms of returns. And that's often the case. Like us, I think we asked the question. So this is at the onset. This is before we've done the plan. We asked the question. So what kind of returns do you need to accomplish your goals? The answer typically is I'm not sure. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Or they'll say 10% or they'll say 12%, some crazy number. And, and so where's the numbers that back that up? What do you spend every year? Which, which I'm not talking budgets again. I'm talking about expenses. What's your expenses? They, they, they don't track their expenses. They don't really know. How much are you going to need to support your expenses when you retire? Well, I don't know. I don't know exactly. I'm not sure. They say they have a plan, but ultimately they have an investment plan. They don't have a, a, a financial plan or a retirement plan. It just it baffles me to think that you're going to go ahead and you're going to invest your money. You're chasing returns. The big one now today in, in, in 2022, 2021, the big thing is you know, I, I got to reduce my fees. And it's all about the fees. And typically in a situation like that, you get the, the lowest fees you most possibly can find because you think that's what matters to the bottom line. And then these people aren't doing anything for you. You're not getting anything back in return. These things that I talk about that you're flushing down the toilet or you just continue to flush them down the toilet. You keep missing out on things because you don't have somebody there guiding you along, holding you accountable to meet your goals. You don't even know what your goals, you know, for that matter, what are they? So you're chasing that 12%, you're chasing that 10% or the, the best possible return, okay? Whatever that might be. You're chasing that. The danger there is now the person that's working for you is truly just a commodity there. When they don't perform, you fire them, you go to the next person in most, in some cases, in a lot of cases, we haven't seen that for the last several years because the markets have been just going up and up. Okay. That's changing. That's going to change. Absolutely. That's, there's going to be corrections and then maybe a crash here and there because they're always, well, it's not if it's when there's always going to be market corrections. Okay. So we boil this down into what we call our philosophy when it comes to investing. And so what kind of returns, that's the first people, especially people that are coming from the bank or they're coming, they're the do-it-yourselfer. What kind of returns are you going to get us, Wes? That's that's okay, let's go in, let's, let's explore that one a little bit. It's not where I want to start. Where I want to start is what do you need? Okay. And let's accomplish that. Because if you only need, and you don't know, but you, but when, after we've done the plan and you only need three or 4% return, why are you chasing 10 and 12? Because you just increased your exposure to risk and volatility tenfold, 20 fold. Okay. Because when those things, yeah, you can get those kind of returns and you will occasionally, but when they come down, they're going to come down hard, very hard. And then you're going to be left reeling. What do I do? Okay. Should I sell everything? Should I get out? Oh, I better not do it's, you know, all these questions. On the other hand, if I need three or four or 5% returns, which is a little bit more realistic, 6% returns, I wouldn't go much further than that. If I can reach my goal, getting those kind of returns, and I'm in a portfolio that's going to achieve those kind of goals consistently, and I know I know what's in that portfolio, and it's working, 
well, now my risk and my volatility is someplace where I can, I'm comfortable. I can sleep at night with that. Okay. It goes beyond that. Now, of course, too, if you, if we've done a plan for you and then we realize, Oh, just a minute here, we need, we do need 12%. We do need 14% returns. Now we got to change some other things. Mm -hmm. Okay. There's some other things that need to be tweaked in order to achieve your goal and be realistic about your goal. But before you tweak something, you've got to understand what your client can stand, can, can tolerate. That's a good point, Patrice, because most people, they, they say this is what they want. They want 10% return. I want 12% return. I got 15% returns before. I got 20% returns before. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. How did it make you feel when it dropped down 50% and the markets have dropped down just, you know, in the last uh, 20 years, they've, we've had two corrections where it's gone down 50%, mm -hmm. the markets, a little more than 20 years now, call, call it 22 years. We've seen those two corrections, both in Canada and the United States, that the markets have dropped that much. How can you tolerate that? Now, this is the thing too. You're in the markets. We're not investing in the markets. So people say, well, are you concerned about the markets, West? No, not concerned about the markets. You're not concerned about the markets. Why is that? Because we're invested in companies, in quality companies. And we're not trying to shoot the lights out here. And we're not trying to impress anybody with these enormous returns. Because as soon as you do that, we got to expose you to more risk. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm not here. This isn't a short-term plan. This is a long-term plan. This is about making you feel comfortable. Okay. Might sound a little boring, but you know what? If I can sleep at night, boring is not a bad thing. And then you see, that's exactly what you get with us. So if you're looking for something more than that, like you're looking for those gigantic returns, once again, I say, we're not for you. Okay. We're not proposing that. We're not going to aim for that. We're going to go with what's comfortable that you see, you don't bet. You don't bet. You don't gamble on your retirement plan. That's not that because that's what you're doing. You might as well just go roll a dice in, in Vegas and see how it turns out. You would never do that. But some people are doing that with their investments and then they become victims. And then we read about them in the paper and we think we should feel sorry for them. They're saying, no, they were motivated by greed and, or they just didn't know any better. Okay. Oftentimes it's motivation by greed though. Yeah. So we, we want to guide you away from that. We're going to hold you accountable. We're going to talk about these philosophies in terms of the managers, the portfolio managers that work with us, that we work with. They're on the same page as us. We're not looking for these enormous returns. Yeah, we get them. Last year we got amazing returns and that's a danger too, because then people expect it all the time and we just make it very clear. No, what we're looking for is a rolling average. So we look at say a five or six year period because in a five or six year period, and sometimes a four year period in a rolling average, you're going to have all the different market cycles and you're going to have a business cycle. So in your business cycle, you're going to see a, a, a expansion. You're going to see a correction. You might see a crash. So some years you might get that, that 15% uh, return, 12% return. Another year you're going to get zero. But over the five-year period of time, we're going to knock off that five and a half, six percent that's going to make, you know, the, that plan that we've designed. And, and it's your plan and you've agreed that, that we got, we captured everything. You're going to be comfortable that we achieved it. Now, why do we, why do our clients stick with us for so long? Like we look back, I've been at this for 38 years now. And I look back and I see some of the clients that have been with me for 30 years, 35 years. Why are they there? Because we're doing what we said we we're going to do. Okay. Not, it's not magic. It's not smoke and mirrors. This is what it is. 
if we need guarantees, we had somebody come to us, oh, geez, that was just last week. And they mentioned about their guarantees <laughs> and they were concerned about making sure that their pension wouldn't, wouldn't disappear if they moved it to HSI. And, and I assured them that we can do the guarantees as well, if need be, but let's explore the different possibilities. The opportunities are there. And if the guarantee is the way to go, we're certainly going to put you into a guaranteed vehicle. That's all a really good example of that. Some, and this is where I get disappointed with some people that are very, they got a one track or, or, or they're a one trick pony. Let's call it that. So they just do stocks, equities. So everybody's in the stocks and the equities and they want to, oh, what's the word we want to look for? They, they want to rain on everybody else's products. And, I, and I'm not there. So there's, there's something for everybody out there just because I don't do it doesn't make it wrong. But you take grandma, for example, and grandma is, she has this lump sum of money and how the grandchildren, they come to grandma and they're asking her for money and she's grandma. So she phones up the bank and says, I need this much money, gives it to the, to the grandchildren. And then all of a sudden that diminishes down to anything, to nothing. In some cases like that, I'll say to, to the family, it might be a good idea to put grandma's money into an annuity. And then mm-hmm. other people in our industry will get all bent out of shape. You don't use annuities. Well, nowadays there's what we call hybrid annuities that would work very well in that case, but it protects grandma from grandma and protects grandma from her grandchildren. So that doesn't, that sort of thing doesn't take place. So now we're thinking about the person. Okay. And I think that's extremely important that we're thinking about the person. Is that for everybody? Heck no. Heck no. It's not for everybody. So we don't put everybody into annuities, but that's a very good case where it's a good resolve, right? Excellent. To a problem. Yeah. We, I, I'm big on equities. I like equities. I like bonds at the right time. Absolutely. But I'm even more keen on picking really good companies. So the kind of companies that we're on the same page with our, with our portfolio managers are companies that, that um, are tried, tested, and true. They're designed for 2022. They're, they're on top of things in terms of what we're going through, the changes in, in this world. They have net free capital flows. They don't have a lot of debt. One of our managers says, and the other ones follow suit, is that companies that have no debt, when you go into problem in times of, of well, corrections or crashes, companies that don't have any debt don't go bankrupt. Mm-hmm. Okay. They're there. They weather the storm. So I'll say to folks, I get calls and I don't get a lot of calls, but I'll get calls from clients and they'll say, I'm really concerned, Wes, about the markets and the, 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 the most recent correction and whatnot. Are you concerned at all? And my response is here, you know, let's do a little exercise here. Not that you're actually going to do it, but let's just pretend we're going to do a little exercise here. Go jump in your car and I want you to drive around the city and I want you to drive over to the Royal Bank and I want you to drive over to Walmart and I want you to drive over to McDonald's and I want you to tell me if any of them close their doors through this correction, because that's where we're invested Hmm. and they're doing very well. And if you look at their bottom lines, they're doing very well, even during corrections. Now their prices got, they, they got certainly by, by the natural movement of the markets, the buying and selling that stock, their stocks have gone down. That's a perception of something is bad. That's not a bad thing because it just gives us the opportunity or the managers, the opportunity to buy more of it. So we don't want to take the reins out of the, out of the managers. If we agree with this philosophy. We don't take the reins out of their hands. And this is what people do. They start jumping from one thing to another. And I, I had somebody say to me, 
they worked for me for a short period of time. And they said to me, well, Wes, we're going into a, we went, you know, we were in a correction at that point in time. And he says, we're going into this bad, you know, point, point in, in his career with us. And he said, we should just do something. And I said, why should we do something? And he says, well, it'll just, it'll be good optics for our, our clients. You know, what way? Well, we're doing something. <laughs> you don't just do something for the sake of doing it. We do it because it's, it makes it, it's what we, sh we should be doing. Right. And if we believe in those managers haven't uh, done anything to disappoint us, they're following what the philosophy that we agreed upon, not changing anything because they're doing what they're supposed to be doing. Okay. Now that doesn't say that continues that way. We've got some managers that got a little older and, and we're testing time a little too much. One could say that's Warren Buffett, but Warren Buffett doesn't, he just keeps on ticket. It seems, <laughs> but I've had a few managers that got a little long in a tooth and it was time. I liked them, but it was time to let them go. Okay. That's what I'm here for. That's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to hold them accountable, just like we're holding the client accountable to reach their goals and so on. That's what you're paying us to do. Okay. And we do that. We have those conversations with the managers on a regular basis. If we feel something is amiss and we're not comfortable with, Hey, he's not my brother-in-law. <laughs> he's not my best friend from university. You're gone. Okay. How can listeners reach you, Wes? This is a great conversation. So many people are going to want to say, talk to me. What you want to do is you certainly want to, you want to go out there and uh, check other people out. Talk to a few different people. Make sure you're comfortable with them. But if you want to contact us, you can reach us at, at a couple of different ways. You can certainly go through our website at hsifinancial.com or by email. You can email us at clientcare at hsifinancial.com. You can call us up. The local number in Alberta is 403-269-4640. Or you can call the toll-free number at 1-888-816-7020. And I put these in front of me so I didn't make a mistake on it this time. <laughs> I noticed you were nice and smooth about it this time. Yeah, on. wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So listeners, get the numbers, get the yeah. website, talk to Wes, and follow this podcast because mm -hmm. then you're going to get the latest show Share it with friends, family. They're going to be so impressed what you did. And uh, we'll talk to you again soon. I'm Patrice Sikora with Wes Forster, and let's talk again later. Thank you for listening to Your Finances Know You Can, the show that teaches you what you don't know about your finances. Have questions about topics covered during the show? Visit hsifinancial.com. Email us at clientcare at hsifinancial.com or give us a call at 403-269-4640 or 1-888-816-7020. Don't forget to click the follow button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted does not represent any consumer or individual. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor, qualified financial planner, or qualified service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning.